Allison, and our only goal with this podcast is to help you feel more awesome each time you listen. Whether it's by laughing at us, laughing with us, or learning something new and helpful, we hope you feel a tad more empowered, lightened up, and awesome, awesome, awesome than you did before. I'm here with the one, the only, the sexy, the talented, my husband and yours, Mr. Eric Robertson. Good morning, afternoon. What time is it? It's, afternoon. It's good. <laughs> I'm in a windowless uh, studio. I don't know. What, I don't know what's going on. It's true. He really is in this windowless studio. There, you have a lot of plants. Fake plants. There's no sun down here. Yeah, it's actually like you had to bring venting into your studios to be able to use it. Yeah. Great for sound. Great for sound. So so for your mental health. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here. Hi. Eric is here. I am here, and I want to welcome you to episode 147, Unlocking and Unblocking. Ooh. Feelings to connect to your purpose. And this is our third installment in our purpose coaching series, purpose coaching episode number three with Cody and Jay. Woo! Woo! I am so excited that you guys have been loving this purpose coaching series. And if you're new to me, I'm Allison. Hey! (laughs) If you're new to this podcast, welcome to the Awesome Empire. And if you're new to just the idea of purpose and purpose coaching, well, hey, it's just something I decided to make up. It was something that I thought sounded like a fun idea. I posted it on my Instagram stories. I had people reply, and then we chose some people to do um, coaching with, purpose coaching. And I just want to give you my quick different, what has been refreshing, relieving, and revolutionary definition of purpose that I have been using, that I created for myself. And it is this, your purpose is not something that you find. Your purpose is not something that is outside of you. Your purpose your purpose, my beautiful, beautiful friend, is to be you, It's to be yourself. What does that even mean? I'm so glad you asked. It's to be you in your fullest, most expanded self at all possible times. And so life becomes less, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do outside of me? But rather a question of how, how do I want to show up? How do I want to feel? What do I want to bring with my skill set, my talents, my power, my purpose is to be me. And I love this definition. I love this mind shift. I love this mindset because purpose then is not overwhelming. Purpose is not beyond our reach. Purpose is something that is not outside of ourselves. Purpose is then just you being fulfilled as you. And that, that idea is what we are trying to put into action as I talk to these beautiful women, Cody and Jay. We put these two women together because they have dramatically different life situations. Cody's recovering from a breakup and Jay is tackling homeschool and health anxiety, but they both share common blocks of not allowing themselves to really feel their feelings and process things. And I'm not saying that because I decided that. I'm saying that because after the conversation, we decided that. And maybe you can relate to this. And hey, Eric, maybe you can relate to this, that they both in these conversations realize that sometimes they reach for robotic or frantic action, just action, action, action to keep themselves from having to feel things that they don't think they should feel or want to feel. Have you ever? Yeah, I can relate. (laughs) Well, we can all relate. We can all relate. And that's why coaching is so incredible. So listen first. For first, we're going to hear from Cody. She's absolutely incredible. I can't wait for you to learn about yourself as we learn about Cody. Hi, Cody. Hi. I am so happy that you decided that you wanted to do some purpose coaching today. <laughs> Me too. I'm so thank pumped. You, thank you. Yes. And so maybe let's start with when you saw purpose coaching, you were like, 
oh, that's what I need. What, what do you think drew you to it? I'm kind of in a lot of transition in my life currently. I kind of ended a lot of things that I had going on previously and started basically a whole new unrecognizable life. I'm like doing a lot of exciting and personal growth things, but also having a lot of personal turmoil and anxiety and depression and, you know, all those things. So I'm like kind of at a crossroads and I'd rather be on the lit path than like the dark depressed Yeah. First off, you're doing a really good job. Thank you. (laughs) You're doing a very, very good job. You're doing everything right. You're doing everything right. Even, you know, you think, oh, I'm doing it right when I don't have the anxiety and the depression. No, having the anxiety, having the depression, the train, the, the turmoil, the turnover, you ended a relationship and you moved and you're a nurse during the time of COVID. Yes. Yes. So first off, thank you. Before we kind of dive into the here and now, do you feel like this is also kind of indicative of how you operate? Is anxiety and depression new for you or is it something you manage on a regular basis? I would say I definitely manage it. Kind of comes with the territory of being a nurse, having a constant state of anxiety. But with COVID, it kind of was blown way out of proportion. And then on top of that, so I've always been a full-time staff nurse and now I'm a travel nurse in completely new territory. So yes. One time I changed from an iPhone to like an Android. Oh, yep. And it was so emotionally exhausting. That I quit and I went back to my... That is the best comparison. Yes, yes. We're on top of all of the other change. It's like you're speaking a different language. Yeah. So like, let's just take a deep breath in (laughs) and out. This is very difficult. And so the reason it feels very difficult is because it's very difficult. Not because you're doing anything wrong. Not because there's something you could be doing better. Not because you're wrong or crazy. It's just very difficult. How does that feel? It feels good to be validated. Okay. Good. <laughs> good. Yes. Good. Is asking people for help something that's hard for you? It can be. I just feel like I don't want to be a burden. I have a question. You're a nurse. Yes. And again, we're not making assumptions. So you always tell me if I'm wrong. Okay. Okay. But I know a couple of nurses. And here's the thing about nurses. You can't even go into nursing unless you're like an incredibly self-sufficient person who kind of has all of life handled and you don't really have to ask people for help very often. So you might have no problem asking for help because you kind of never have. (laughs) Okay, that may be true. I don't know. That's the only reason I, and again, we don't have to like harp on it. I just like felt a little bit of something when (laughs) when I heard you say it. Because it's now on top of everything else, another new skill. Yeah. So it's exhausting. Yes. You can say that again. Yeah. (laughs) She's exhausted. Yes. Because it's not just my work life that's stressing me out. So Um, how long (laughs) the relationship that just ended? It was almost two years long. And then he got a new job and I was hating my job because of COVID. And he asked me to move with him. And so I uprooted and then we got a puppy to add to the mix. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> learning your puppy's name might have been one of the I main know. reasons why I automatically was like Cody Din. <laughs> puppy's name is Willie Nelson. Yes. He's very cute. I wish that I had him here, but I had to sleep. So he's at daycare. Good. But he has the Willie Nelson 
scruffy beard going oh on. Oh my god! Yeah, he's very energetic, but yeah. also very cute. Yeah. But so we added a puppy to the mix and then me not working and him working from home. We went from living independently and just seeing each other occasionally to being around each other 100% of the time Mm -hmm. and then not really sleeping great because the puppy. Yeah. (laughs) And so I think that put a lot of tension on the relationship. And then, I mean, you know, every relationship has little, little things. But I didn't know really that anything was going on in his head like Mm. terrible. And we went on vacation for Thanksgiving and got back and just out of the blue, he was like, I think we should break up. And so then I had just moved four months previous. So I packed everything up and left and took the dog with me. And now I'm just trying to figure it out. And my stuff is in Texas. And I'm in Idaho and <laughs> and where am I? And yeah. what is my life? And yeah. I have a dog, I think, right? Yeah. How do you feel about the breakup? Um, mostly the confused. Confused. And okay. overwhelmed with feelings because now he I think kind of realized what happened and is reaching out and wants to reconcile. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how to feel about that. Like, I just don't know if I can trust again, but obviously I wasn't at the point that I wanted the relationship to end in the first place. So I don't know what to do. And I feel very overwhelmed about making a decision one way or the other, but I feel it would be easier for me mentally if I just was like, okay, you're going to try to work it out or okay, you're not going to work it out. Stop talking to him. But I want to give grace to him in the fact that we went through not just moving in together. We went through every transition during an already difficult time. I don't know. The whole thing is a mess. (laughs) Okay. First off again, it's not a mess. It's just life. And you're doing a really good job. Thank you. And it is a mess and it's difficult. And that's why it feels messy. Right. So both, both get to be true. And you feel like an incredibly self-directed, put together person who makes decisions. Do you, do you make decisions quickly or slowly? It depends on the decision. I do a little bit of both. Okay. Depending on the weight of the decision, I guess. But you maybe don't like limbo. No, not in this case. Not at all. (laughs) So let's just get it wrapped up. Now, just for a second, here's, here's what I'm kind of thinking is The fact that the relationship ended, again, has nothing to do with you, meaning other people's actions don't have anything to do with you. He's living in a relationship, you're living in a relationship, and then sometimes the relationships collide, right? Right. That's all relationship. But the fact that it ended and you're like, it was out of the blue for me. And back to this idea of, I'm fine asking for help. Maybe I don't ask for help. (laughs) What, What are some feelings that you're just not allowed to have in your mind? Ooh, good question. Well, I know, right? No, no. But what are the feelings that uh, I, don't, I don't get blank? What Fill in those blanks. I don't get angry. I don't get mad. I don't get this. Because those are the ones you're not allowed to have. You, when you see other people having them, it's going to give you the ick, disgust reaction. Mm-hmm. What are some of those emotions? I don't really do like sad, sentimental okay. type. Okay. Yeah, which I am working on. I haven't never really been a super 
emotional person just because I feel it's kind of a waste of time. I'm like, this is taking up too much mental space. Let's just move on. (laughs) You're such Um, a nurse. I love you. (laughs) And so, and so I just kind of, am like, what, what's the use in crying? That's just a waste of time. Let's get Mm -hmm. on with it. And now that I'm kind of in this season, I'm trying to give myself the time and space to like process all of these emotions. And I haven't ever really done that before. Also, this is the first relationship I've had. So it's the first breakup I've ever gone through. And so I'm trying to give myself time to process, but also don't feel really great doing that. I'd kind of just rather be like, all right, get get over it, Cody. You're down now. Yeah. Good (laughs) job having that awareness because this is new. This is all new. The breakup is new. Feeling your feelings is new, which just honestly means what COVID did for a lot of us, all of the things we've spent all of the years keeping under the surface. I mean, you've been very, very busy, but also all other distractions that existed were taken away. Right. And then you moved and you're like, we were very independent and I stopped doing my job and all of that time and space, all of the things you've been pushing down just now, oh, yay, they get to come bubbling up. Yeah. The things that you keep pushing down by being busy. So that's happening again, very overwhelming, very exhausting. Your job, overwhelming, exhausting. All of these new experiences. It like we talked about learning that new language. So we want to give a lot of like compassion and grace and awareness to the reason I feel crappy is because this is a lot. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean I'm a crappy person. It doesn't mean I'm doing a crappy job. It doesn't mean that I should just get it figured out and be done. And so the kind of first assignment I want for you is awareness with acceptance. I feel bad that right now and that's okay. I can still be positive, no nonsense, non-emotional Cody and get emotional. I get to, I'm still Cody if I'm emotional. Mm -hmm. Cause it's maybe like you're double downing on, I'm not an emotional person because everything is in such disarray. So you're doubling down on what you think is you. Does that feel true? Yeah. And then the second, so that's that awareness with acceptance. And every time you notice, you celebrate. Good job, me noticing. Ooh, I feel awful. Well, at least I'm noticing it. At least I'm feeling it. Because people are like, how do I feel my feelings? And like, that's how. That's the hard part. It is. It's so hard. And so then now I want to talk about this idea of confusion. I think, and again, tell me to shut up at any point. You're the nurse, you know more. And I know it's true, okay? I think the confusion is a buffer emotion. You feel comfortable being confused. Mm-hmm. but not comfortable being sad. Right. And so before you can make any sorts of decisions about whatever you decide for the relationship, there has to be a connection to self. And so we call this purpose coaching, right? And how does purpose tie into this? Well, you live your purpose in everything you do in everything. When you're, when you're being, being a nurse, isn't your purpose how you show up as a nurse, how you show up with patience and kindness, like is your purpose. But even when you show up confused and feeling like a burden, right? Mm -hmm. So connecting to your purpose is like connecting to the truest parts of you and allowing them to come through in everything you do. How does that feel to you? It feels good. Okay. (laughs) Does it feel confusing, hard, like anything? No, I mean... Yeah, but worth the work, I think. Yes, yes, yes. You have an inherently fulfilling job, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but, but you don't walk around feeling like you have it all figured out all the time, right? Right. 
And that's funny because people who think like if I was a nurse or had a more fulfilling job, I would know my purpose, right? Like, yeah. But if that were true, then just being a nurse would be your purpose. Right. But showing up as Cody in your relationship, showing up as Cody in your sadness, showing up as Cody in confusion, all of it is you and all of it is good. Right. Thank you. Yes, you're doing so good. So what kind of practices do you have any practices in place to help you to connect to you? Well, I have been writing in your I'm doing awesome journal. Thank you. Oh, yes. I love it. It's so great. I was journaling before I had it a little bit, but had no direction, was just like a blank page and was kind of overwhelmed by that. So it has been helpful having like a leading, you know, prompt. Yeah. And then other ways I connect to myself. I try to stay active. I take my dog on a lot of walks and try to, I do a lot of processing while I'm on walks with Willie Nelson. Awesome with (laughs) Willie. When you go on your walks, do you listen to music? Do you call people? Like, what do you like? Um, Kind of a little bit of everything just kind of depends on the day. I listen to music sometimes, podcasts. Occasionally I call my mom. I should call my mom more, but. (laughs) Well, I wonder if you said that. I wonder if you said I should call my mom more because I wonder if the reason you said that is when you call her, you let yourself feel things. Oh, that's definitely true. Okay. (laughs) So all I want to do, notice I don't want to give you any direction. I just want to help you hear what your soul, what your spirit, what your, like the big, beautiful goddess creator part of you has been trying to get you to hear that you might've just missed. I'm plugging my ears too. Does that, does that feel accurate and helpful? Yes. Okay. You don't have to say yes. Remember, I'm strong, but you can always tell me Yeah. I think I am, you know, like blinding myself to things I'm afraid of or uncomfortable with. And this story of I'm not allowed to feel sad. Is it, I'm not allowed to feel sad. It's a waste of time and it makes me a burden. Maybe, maybe not so much the burden part. I don't think what happens. I just like, it doesn't feel good. Okay. It feels not good. Okay. It feels not good. Yeah. And it's, yeah, I'd just rather be happy. I'd rather just move on and be in a better place. (laughs) And then the question becomes for both better and worse, how has not allowing yourself to process what you actually feel and actually need to let move through you and just putting the happy cap on it. Mm -hmm. How has it served you and how has it not served you? Yeah. Well, probably not well, because obviously, (laughs) obviously I'm not handling it the best. Also served you very well. It's also, you're not an, you're not an idiot. And that's what you've got to remember. You haven't been doing that because you're stupid and late. No, Right. You're doing it because it does serve you. You keep going, right. you show up to work even when it's hard. Right. You help people who are very ill feel better. You save lives, woman. Yeah. Okay, it <laughs> served you. So you did it for a reason, but now it seems like your body, your soul, your purpose is inviting you to be connected a little deeper. And that is going to involve the light and the dark, the yeah. yin and the yang. Yes. The shadow and the power, the power side of you and the shadow side of you. And the good news is you get to be both and still be cozy. It served you to this point, Mm -hmm. but it's not going to keep serving you. Right. 
So there is an ease, a lightness, a flow, a connection that you can step into, a flow that you can step into with your work and be connected to yourself without just shutting yourself off. And I think then you won't be so exhausted. That would be nice. (laughs) You can't continue to be a nurse who gives and gives and gives and is unable to allow yourself to connect to yourself because we're we're not, we're not going to be able to keep you in the service. Right. (laughs) You're going to get to your body's going to break down or your mind. One of the two, right? Right. Pouring from an empty cup. Yes. Yeah. And so I'm not going to try to pretend like you have the luxury of going on a Hawaiian vacation right now. Darn it. Right. (laughs) Even though I'd love for you to have that and you deserve it. But can we, can we treat you with kindness and compassion even during the hard work? Yes. Right. And then when we're not working, double down on it. So let's think of some practices to help you connect to you. When do you feel like you connect to you? I think a lot of it is like being in stillness with myself because I don't do that often. Also something that's kind of uncomfortable for me being still being quiet. Yeah. And just like letting, letting the thoughts and feelings come and not blocking them out. So yeah, like going and finding, like going in the supply room by myself and breathing or something. Yeah. Maybe could be. And there's a reason, and we don't need to get into it. There's a reason you're blocking out those feelings. Mm-hmm. And it's one, there's, there's like a reason, but the, the, without details, the reason is because they're very difficult. Right. Right. And it has, it has served you to push them off, but now you want more connection. You want more clear clarity. And in order to feel connected to other people, you have to feel connected to yourself. Mm-hmm. And so you're not doing you or your partner any favors by jumping into anything without working on this practice. Right. What else do you think would serve you? As far as? Anything. I don't know. What else do you need? Oh, an open-ended question. Oh, she hates it. I love it. <laughs> oh, gosh, I don't know. Yeah, I think definitely taking time for myself, processing, feeling the feelings. But you're saying it, you're saying it, like you're reciting it. I know. Doing it is the work. I love you so much. You're reciting (laughs) it. You're reciting it. What comes from your gut? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. You don't owe anybody anything. You're whole exactly in this moment. It's safe to be yourself. It's safe to be sad. It's okay to waste time. It's okay to be inefficient. You're exactly where you need to be. And you have everything you need for this moment. (sighs) There she is. (laughs) Which one hit you? Oh, God, all of them. Okay. There she is. (laughs) Hello. You're so beautiful. Thank you. Sorry. I don't know. I usually sometimes won't force people to crack, but I just think you need it. I'm glad you did. (laughs) What's hard about breakups? is you thought things were going to be one way and now they're not. And it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. No matter what happens, if everything is good and great, even your heart is broken and that's okay. And I'm so sorry. Thank you. It's a terrible feeling. Awful. How do people do it more than once? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Give yourself little tiny times to sit down and do that practice and be quiet And you don't have to sit in it any longer than you want, but your whole body has relaxed now that you let some emotion out. Yeah. You're allowed to be sad because this is sad. Yeah. And you're allowed to be happy while you're sad. Good. 
<laughs> but you don't have to. Okay. You're doing a really good job. Thank you. Doing a really good job. Thank you so much for everything you do. Thank you for being a nurse. Thank you for being vulnerable. Thank you for sharing. And like, let me just say thank you for even wanting to attempt to connect with yourself because I think you'll see it in your patients too. The we need people who can show up in this world and hold space for themselves and for other people without snapping and squashing and dismissing because people are lonely and hurt. And the way that one of the ways we connect is, is through this sorrow and through this pain and being able to hold space for it in other people. And when you can't hold space for it in yourself, it's harder to hold for other people. Right. And honestly, it's probably a, a survival mechanism for you also being a nurse where you're like, if I let it all in, yeah, I might not be able to, I might not be able to continue. Right. Your last assignment is every day, set some time to be sad. Okay. And it's not a waste of time. Okay. Okay. So set some time to be sad. So this is from Clarissa Pinkola Estes. I've quoted her like every session, which is hysterical. And she goes, you're written upon, she's written upon by every climate she passes through, but after sheds what is not her. So you think of this, you can move through the hospital, you can move through this, the, all of this external pain you're feeling, and you can, it's, it's, it's going to ride upon you. But after you leave work, you can do a visualization of, I'm shedding what's not mine, rather than blocking it all out, right? And then retrieve every weather from every cloud and receive what is useful, returning what is not. So that's beautiful. Isn't that so beautiful? I love yeah. her so much. And after the sadness, after that, the weather from that cloud passes from you, the storm in your heart, you keep what's useful and then you can set aside what's not, right? And then this is my favorite thought. Look up at the sky whenever you can. And when you're in those storms and you feel that sadness, remember... You're not the cloud. You're the whole sky. Oh, that's so nice. It's my favorite thought. And so you just, I look up and I'm like, I I'm stuck in my storm, but how can, how can I differentiate? You watch the way the clouds, right? How can I differentiate me from the sky? And you're connected to this whole, you're not alone. And we're all going to carry this pain with you. Okay. Okay. It won't kill you. I promise. Good. I'll just feel (laughs) like it. Yeah. Oh gosh. Sometimes it really does. Remember you're safe, you're loved, you're perfect. You're doing an amazing job. Well done, Cody. Isn't Cody incredible? Yes. She yes. she was so fun to talk to. And don't you love that she named her dog Willie Nelson? Yes, that's genius. It, she Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. It's so fun. And I just want to thank Cody. Thank you for being so open. Thank you for sharing. I know so many people are going to relate to you. And one thing that I talked to Cody about that I really want you guys to think about is this idea of, so connecting to your purpose, is like connecting to to the truest parts of you and allowing them to come through in everything you do. Okay, this episode is called Unlocking and Unblocking Feelings. And the reason why we're unlocking and unblocking feelings is because in order to connect, and what is connect? What do I mean by connect? I simply mean uncover. I simply mean rediscover. I simply mean allow. Those parts of you that you don't allow, those parts of you that you've been squelching, those shadow parts of you, or those parts of you that maybe weren't nurtured and encouraged, and we're not blaming anyone. We are taking full accountability that they live within us, and we are able to connect to them. And I love that concept that 
connecting to your purposes, like connecting to the truth parts of you and allowing them to come through in everything you do. So that was beautiful that we got there with Cody. And the other universal takeaway from Cody that I want you to apply to yourself, hey, listen, if you've been wondering if you're just doing it wrong, if you've been feeling like everything you do is wrong and that you are inherently wrong, you are not wrong. It is hard because it is hard. It is difficult because this is difficult and difficult things feel difficult. And it doesn't mean you're wrong or bad for feeling that way. And if you're having a trouble unlocking and unblocking these feelings and connecting to those true parts of you, I want to invite you to my awesome on-demand coaching program. It is a membership. Every single month, there is a new course that is going to help you unlock, unblock, and connect to the truest parts of you. The courses have teaching, meditations, worksheets. You think, Allison, I get so much from the podcast. I hear this a lot. So I know it's me tooting my own horn, but Allison, we get so much from the podcast. Why would I pay to be in your membership? Like, how could I possibly get any more? And listen, I listen to other podcasts. I think the same thing. But let me tell you, years and years of meditations and practices, pep talks, and then the live coaching we do every month. And we are going to increase the price. We've been reexamining my work and what I do. And like, I don't know when, but we are undervaluing Awesome On Demand, and we have decided that we will lock everyone in in the price they came in at, no matter how high we raise it. So I'm telling you that now because I'm done undervaluing myself. The tools that I teach in Awesome On Demand are next level. And yes, everything on the podcast is incredible, but if you are ready to take it next level and hold yourself accountable, check out Awesome On Demand. There's a link in the episode description. And now we are ready to move to Jay. I know so many of you are going to relate to Jay. This idea of health anxiety has come up a lot. I've coached a lot of people with health anxiety recently. And what I mean by health anxiety is triggers of anxiousness and anxiety that are closely related to your health. You're going to die, feelings of heart palpitations, blood thinning, like whatever they are for you. And I know that the pandemic has brought up and magnified a lot of health issues for a lot of people. So I love Jay for sharing with us. I'm so glad you're here. Well, Jay, tell me when you heard purpose coaching, like the word or the concept, why were you like, yes, that, that could be a solution for me. Well, I feel like right now because of COVID I'm homeschooling for the first time of my life. So that has drastically changed my life this year and I'm doing my best and trying to keep the train on the tracks every day. But for me personally, it gets really hard just to function like a normal human and then being a mom and teaching and being a wife and, you know, everything that normal people do just feels so hard. And so I'm trying to keep hope alive and trying to see beyond this season right now that I'm in that's really difficult. And I just feel like I just want somebody (laughs) to be like, here's what you need to do. And then this is going to solve your problems and you're going to be great. Because when I'm good, I'm good. And when I'm not good, oh, it's not good. So I'm... I don't know. That's the broad general feelings I'm having. I love it because like, who doesn't want to be a robot that feels exactly how we want to feel all the time. I know. Come on me. Like, come on. Me too. Me too. You're presenting very balanced and steady. And that could either be because you're a pretty balanced, steady person, or it could be because you've got like 10 million walls up and you're doing a pretty good job of holding it together and you're really suffering a lot and you're not allowing yourself to admit it. And I'm okay with either. I just don't want to pretend to know more than I know. No, I definitely. And I think it's just because 
a lot of it is because for the kids and for everybody, you want to be like, we can do this. It'll be fine. When inside, I'm not thinking those things, you know, for myself. You have some health anxiety. Yes, I do. Yes. Which is just a wonderful thing when COVID. (laughs) (laughs) My stress of COVID was a lot last year. I am getting quite a bit better with that, but yes, I do have health anxiety. I am seeing a therapist for that. So that is good. Good for you. Um, Yes. But that can just really creep in and just really distract me and stop me from being present and stop me from doing what I want to do. And I'm at the point now where it's more annoying than anything. Like, I'm like, come on, get over it. But that doesn't work. Unfortunately, it's it's crazy how beating the crap out of ourselves and shaming ourselves. Why doesn't it It work? work. It's so frustrating. Okay. So here's what I want to say, Jay, you're doing incredible. Thanks. And you're, you're carrying and holding a lot. I like can physically see it. Let's just, let's take a deep breath in and out. I just want you, you can even close your eyes, whatever you feel comfortable with. Let's just acknowledge for a minute how much you carry for your husband, for your kids, for people in your community, for your own health, fear. And just for a minute, can you feel how much you're carrying? If you slow down and allow yourself to not make any excuses about, well, it's just everybody and everybody, but like, it's a lot. Yeah. Thank you so much for being open. Thank you. We can treat all the symptoms all day long. I can give you an action plan, but it's all crap if it's not connected to the core, to the cause. Yeah. And I see a woman who is a freaking warrior (laughs) who's been able to get through life with all of your coping tools and mechanisms and have a very successful, high-functioning life by carrying it all yourself. And I'm sorry, but COVID and homeschooling It just is the big beast that is like, guess what, Jay, you can't carry this all by yourself and we're going to force you to address it. Does that feel true or am I making assumptions? No, that's true. (laughs) I I like always call me out when you're like, that's not true. I'm obviously doing fine. It's like tears are streaming (laughs) down my face. (laughs) What are you talking about? I'm fine. I'm doing great. (laughs) Yeah. Also like every time there's awareness like that, that you just had, we're going to celebrate. Because only when we have the awareness of, I'm carrying a lot, only when we have the awareness of, I'm freaking tired, then can we start to make choices. Mm-hmm. We can't make choices when we're in the dark. Yeah. So, so every time you're like, man, I'm so sick of fixing this, we celebrate because there's an awareness that there's something we're still healing and working with. And rather than beating ourselves up, we celebrate because that's the battle. The battle is being aware. And you're doing it. You're doing such a good job. And so short story is, can we stop beating the crap out of ourselves and relax? Easier said than done. (laughs) (laughs) And, And here's why that's the short story is the projects, the aspirations, the goals, the things that spark interest and joy and light up your soul arise from a place of rest and ease. Mm-hmm. and the shoulds, I should have more goals. I should get this done. I should be doing more. I shouldn't feel bad. I shouldn't be stressed. That just arises from pushing more on your already really heavy plate. Yeah. So you're doing a really good job and you're really strong, but how is that strength serving you? Well, 
every day, you know, everything that needs to get done gets done. Yeah. With, you know, with the kids, there's like school will happen. Even if I'm feeling whatever I'm feeling, Yeah. things will happen. That's a non-negotiable that will get done. Yeah. Is it serving me like, is it sustainable? Like, will I be functioning in like three months? I don't know. (laughs) I really cannot even think that far ahead right now. I mean, it's serving me that we're doing what needs to get done, but am I doing good? Like, no, probably not. No. (laughs) Well, there's also the, what needs to get done today is getting done, but is what needs to get done today, the checklist for taking care of yourself. That's up for debate. Yeah. I just think as a mom, it's so hard for me with mental health issues. I mean, it's just the guilt you can feel when you don't want to get out of bed. That's the hardest thing for me, I think, is the mental health guilt as a mom. Okay. So let's just think through a few things. The first one that is very helpful for me with mental health and mom guilt is the number one indicator of successful, happy, well-adjusted children is nothing you're doing. It's what you're modeling. Yeah. It's, it's what they see modeled. So right now they're seeing an awesome, strong woman modeling a lot of positive things. If they also saw you modeling, resting, taking breaks, allowing yourself to feel negative emotions, allowing yourself to be strong and vulnerable, allowing yourself to go make doctor's appointments when you need them, allowing yourself to ask for help, allowing yourself to have screen time, allowing yourself to not check every box. Would that serve your children? Yes. And would it serve you? Yes. (laughs) And so Ultimately, in an ideal world, you know, I put my oxygen mask on first and I'm very evolved (laughs) and I know to take care of myself. Fine. That's great. Or we can reach you where your brain is at, which is a a highly functioning, highly active, anxious mind and say, I am taking care of my children by modeling self-care. I am taking care of my children by modeling that it's okay to cry and get help. Yeah. I'm modeling for my kids. Hey, you had a really hard day online and you're really, really frustrated with your Zoom calls and this, it's okay to be upset about it. Yeah. But they can only believe that to the extent that you believe it for yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I say those things to them. Like, I'm like, feel your feelings, oh, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. And then inside I'm like, that doesn't <laughs> apply to me though. <laughs> so let's start getting on some like takeaways for you. And, okay. and the first takeaway is I get to be both. Yeah. I get to be strong and have it all together. And I get to be a mess and not make my kids do their schoolwork. Yeah. So one mantra or thought I want you to work with and just see how it feels. And it might be really uncomfortable for you. And that's okay. Is there's no problem to solve. How does that feel? I mean, it feels like a lot, (laughs) (laughs) but I understand what you're saying. But I'm like, no, that's not right. (laughs) If it feels like a lie, you can think, wouldn't it be cool if there was no problem to solve? Okay, that's better. Yeah. How would I behave differently if I believed there was no problem to solve? And do I like any of those action steps that are right? Does that feel accurate for your life? Yes. Yeah. It takes you out of the white knuckling and into a relaxed place where solutions and options are available rather than demanded and necessary at that exact moment. Yeah. Okay. 
So first action item was the noticing. We're going to notice and we're going to celebrate every time you notice beating yourself up. Okay. That I can choose. I can choose. And then the second action item is I get to be both. My kids get to be both. If I don't believe it's true, how would it serve me to believe it's true? I mean, with all the kids stuff is great. All the not being as stressed as I was. You can be stressed too. Yes. Okay. Be stressed. Do you see what I'm saying? Girl, (laughs) it's okay to be stressed. You're fighting every emotion. Yeah. And it's exhausting. And I just want to give you a hug because it's so exhausting. Right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it's more like, I'm just scared if I stop doing what I'm doing, like what's going to happen. Okay. So I feel like what you just shared, if I stop doing what I'm doing, what's going to happen is the core of health anxiety. A lot of the time Mm -hmm. that my worrying, my anxiety, my preventative measures are keeping me safe. And if I stop doing them, if I stop being afraid, what's going to happen? Does that feel true? Yes. Okay. I'm going to read some affirmations. Okay. And I want you to tell me if any of them speak to you. Okay. Okay. I want to feel safe. I am safe in this moment. I am allowed to feel well and be strong. My worried behavior didn't protect me and won't protect me. I deserve help. Even if I'm not sick, I can say no. Even if I'm not sick, men are that they might have joy. Joy is creation and expansion. I won't deny God's power in me. And love is through me and around me. I saw a release on my worried behavior didn't protect me. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, this isn't like a new thing that just popped. I've had this, I mean, in all of my adult life. Yeah. And look, I'm still doing great now. So all of that worrying in my mind, in my crazy little mind is like, (laughs) look at you worried for 15 years and you're doing great, but you're not, but you can say you that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that is probably really what's at the heart of it. But you know, it's also an addiction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's an addiction, like any other addiction, truly, because we like any true addict and I speak as an addict to anxiety behavior, like any other addict, it's not rational. It's not logical. And we place the suffering that is caused by the need to do it outweighs the actual benefit of doing it. There's no benefit. <laughs> well, no. but let's let's look at the benefits because guess what, Jay? You're not crazy. You're not stupid. You're not lazy. It serves you. That's why you keep doing it. But How, what is it doing for me? It's giving you a false sense of control. Okay. Yeah. Good one. Okay. Yeah. You're right. Okay. <laughs> Like, look how, look at what, look at what all this worrying got you. It got you a family. It got you this life. Yeah. Right. And so to just overnight think, I believe that everything I was doing is what got me what I have, because that illusion makes me believe that I am the tiny puppeteer of the world outside of me. Yeah. That's just a habit and habits are hard to break. Yeah. They're hard to break. And the awareness that this habit is no longer serving you is the victory. Can you think of a time or a place or an area of your life where you live in flow and ease? It it can be something super simple like picking out a movie or going on vacation or grocery shopping anywhere where you flow. I in in music, I sing and I I play guitar and I play piano. And so whenever, I mean, that's really my big 
therapy, you know, to make myself feel better. I mean, for nobody but myself, which I think is a big part of why it is so relaxing for me. Yeah. Yeah. That would be my number one. Okay. We already got one golden nugget. So we had some other takeaways. We're going to be noticing it's okay to be both. This is a habit and it's a lifelong habit that has served me. And now I'm realizing it no longer serves me. That's the victory. That's another thought to play like on, on a record track throughout the day. This is the victory. I'm living the victory. My awareness and and my choice to let go is the victory, right? That not doing it perfectly. That was never the deal we made, right? That was never the knowing. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So we just affirm it. And as we affirm it, we start to live it. And I think for you, it will be helpful to play that game of maybe I don't believe it. How would it serve me? How would it serve my children? How would it serve my partner if I did believe it? Because Mm -hmm. you tend to place other people's expectations and needs maybe a little above your own. Yeah. Which most of us do, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But when you play music, one thing you said, ooh, flow. Let's identify your flow state. It's not for anybody. It's for you. Yeah. It's for you. Yeah. And honestly, though, what is this life if not for you? (laughs) Yeah. Right? What are you creating? You're creating a beautiful life that you get to live. And your children are a part of that. And your husband is a part of that. I get to be a part of it. And it's an honor and it's beautiful, but it's for you, girl. And it, you're worthy and allowed to have it be for you. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> Sorry. Don't. No, we don't need to apologize. We don't apologize for feeling feelings and having breakthroughs. Not here. Right. Right. So when you're playing music, it's for you. This healing is for you. These choices are for you. You're this creator. What's another thing that you think makes creating and doing your music feel like ease and flow and you don't have to control it? I mean, when I'm playing, nobody's judging me. (laughs) I'm just doing it for fun. It's just fun. Yeah, fun. Mm -hmm. So there's ease, there's fun, there's joy. There's no one judging. And the good news is, and the bad news is, Everybody was always judging you and not judging you anyway. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <Right? laughs> Everybody cared and nobody cared. You and I, we are beating the crap out of ourselves. We don't need to worry that if we don't listen to other people's critiques of us, that we're going to be narcissistic, inflated idiots. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we're too hard on ourselves. That doesn't need to be our concern. Yeah. We, we don't need to be looking for more avenues to be judged and taken down. We're doing a good enough job. Okay. Like, yeah. That's true. <laughs> I got that covered. Thank you. Thank you. Thank I'm you. my negative comment section. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I am my negative comment section. But like, and also then, Hey, I don't want to be my own negative comment section anymore. It doesn't serve me. No. It's, so yeah. The reason why I'm so excited about your music is because every time you believe that you cannot let go of control and live in flow and ease in your health, with your homeschooling, with anything, you say, but I can do it with my music Mm -hmm. so I can learn to do it here. It's a learned skill. Yeah. And I already have the skill and now I can take Everything that I know from living in flow and ease and joy and creation with my music, and I can apply it to the other areas of my life. And that's a very empowering thought for me personally. And I hope yeah. 
Yeah. Rather than I'm just not able to do this. It's not my personality. This just isn't me. I wouldn't feel like me if I wasn't trying to control the world from inside my head. Yeah. It's not true. It's not true. Cause again, you get to be both, right? How much time are you allowing yourself to create and do your music right now? <laughs> I mean, it's hard, yeah. <laughs> but I've been trying, I've been intentionally trying to set aside a half an hour every night. Yeah. And if I am intentional and it is hard for me to not think, you know, these other things need to be done more than I need to do what this, which I know is not true, but it's hard for me. Is the worst case scenario that if you do those other things, is it that you're selfish? Is it that you're lazy? Is it that you won't be getting the things that need to get be done? Which one is it? Or which word would you use? I would say lazy. I mean, I when I do things that I want to do, I do feel lazy about it. When you hear the negative comment section, your own negative comment section, I'm lazy. Then you go, maybe I'm not lazy. I'm just healing. Yeah. 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 And is there anything more noble or beautiful or selfless than healing? Honestly, no. Maybe this is hard because healing is hard. And this is not new. But (laughs) COVID came in and amplified everything that you could kind of get by with. Yeah. And now we get the opportunity (laughs) to see that those coping tools no longer serve us. And they probably weren't serving us all along, but we were doing the best we could. Yeah. I'm not lazy. And for you, I, I think you like the, maybe I'm not lazy. I don't know. I, maybe, maybe, not. but <laughs> like, <really> true. <laughs> maybe I'm not lazy. Maybe I'm just healing. Maybe I'm not lazy. Maybe I'm just exhausted and that's okay. Yeah. I'm allowed to be exhausted. I'm allowed to feel joy. I totally agree that that's a great way to re- reframe it. I think it's just hard because I am healing, but it's not like you break your leg and then everyone around you is like, let's just give her a break because she just broke her leg. It's just so hard to communicate to other people like yeah. really what's up <laughs> Yeah, yeah. and be that vulnerable and be that open with people. I want to be fine for everyone. And so if I say I'm healing, then I'd have to acknowledge that I'm hurting (laughs) and that's really hard. (laughs) I want you to like give yourself like an hour break every day to don't try to have a positive attitude. Don't try to hold it together (laughs) to not try to just to not try. Let it go (laughs) just for an hour. Let's baby step it. Okay. Just baby step, not trying so hard because white knuckle you're doing a really good job. Thank you. And everything we talked about today is not to-dos. They are to thinks, reframe. I want you to think of them as compassion tools rather than things you have to do because you don't need one more thing to do. (laughs) (laughs) You're doing a lot of new things. You're healing. And so these affirmations of I get to take a rest even if nobody knows why. I get to take a break. Because your value does not come from everyone else seeing how much you're getting done. Yeah. Again, easy to say, hard to believe. And that's why it's a practice. So whatever invites you into those beliefs, whether it's playing music, whether it's journaling, whatever invites you into the belief, that's what to look for. I think my just acknowledging that it's hard and really letting myself feel that because I do try to hold it together will be hard, but probably the most 
productive thing I can do for my mental health. Absolutely. And, And breaking some of those health anxiety habits. I'm really proud of you. I honor you. I really celebrate the fact that you're going to therapy, that you have tools, that you're getting help, because that is really, really important. Now that you have some awareness around, okay, I've been treating symptoms. I want to get to the core. Yeah. Right. And it's uncomfortable and it takes time. And there's still joy and happiness and lightness along the way. Okay. (laughs) Hey, Jay, I love you. Thank you so much. Thank you. This was awesome. Awesome, awesome. Okay, good. Thank you. It was so nice to meet you. (gasps) Isn't Jay the best? Yeah. She's the best. She's just crushing it. And she just, oh. If she could just see how hard she's crushing it. Jay, if you're listening, I know that you are you are crushing it. Cody, if you're listening, I know that you are you are crushing it. And we are so, so grateful. It was such an honor. I loved working and talking to you guys. Thank you for sharing. And that universal takeaway that I felt from talking to Jay that I feel like so many of us need to hear, and it's just nice when somebody looks us in the eyes and says it, is this, you are worthy of love and healing no matter what. So with these purpose coaching episodes, I know that listening to other people get coached like we do in my Awesome On Demand group is an awesome way to get insight. But you know what else is? Journaling, new synapses firing in your brain. So we have two purpose coaching questions for you that go along with this episode so you can have new breakthroughs unblocking and unlocking for yourself. And purpose coaching question number one is, is there an area in my life that flows? It's that effortless action, that ease, that, wow, this got done and I didn't have to move heaven and earth. Is there an area in my life that flows? How can I bring those feelings into other parts of my life, into other parts of my day? This is a great um, business practice and kind of household organizational practice to look at systems that you have in a way that really work for you. And then when you're feeling like, maybe coming up with dinner ideas or a workflow. This is just a great exercise for systems in general, whether they're at home, at school, at work, at play. (laughs) Where is it flowing? And look at what's making it flow there and see how you can apply it to another area of your life. Purpose coaching question number two is, what purpose is this feeling habit serving? And so like I talked to Jay about anxiety. How is this anxiety serving you? You aren't stupid. These things are serving you. Look for how they're serving you and you're gonna get a lot more compassion and insight as to why they're go-to. Like anxiety serves me because I get a lot done. And as somebody who has uh, valued her entire life based on what I can get done and perform for others, well, it served me, but it's no longer serving me. And now I can take a step back and look at it. And I hope that those questions serve you. Thank you guys so much for being a part of Purpose Questioning purpose 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 coaching session number three eric my lover do you have here's a great one a review mm bam six says i found allison in 2013 when she was doing the allison table show and encouraging mamas to take pics on tables and dance with big pregnant bellies ha at first i couldn't drink the kool-aid but i'm so glad i stuck around she has completely won me over at some point with her infectious smile and bold personality but also her lows and showing us she is human my life is substantially better every single time i listen read or watch whatever she has to offer she is what she preaches light and you and i have light inside too we each have a purpose and are already as awesome as we need to be truth i feel that and know that through allison thank you so much for the purpose call episode i loved it can't wait for the other other ones in the series also loved the springtime track at the end of the last episode complete gold you guys oh that was mm mm bam six mm bam six 
I am so grateful that you've been wheeling, dealing, playing, and laying on tables with me since 2013, even if only you were laying on the table in your heart and not on the table (laughs) in your living room. I am absolutely grateful, thrilled, and honored that you are here. Sincerely, thank you for that beautiful review and for sharing it. And thank you so much to all of you who are sharing your reviews on the podcast Apple thing and over there on the Instagram, you know, on the Instagram. You guys are incredible. And I just, I really want to thank you for being here. And I want to thank you for taking the energy and the effort to look inward, to connect to yourself and realize truly, truly, truly. Oh, also MM, you know, before I do my whole spiel there, shoot us an email to awesome with Allison at the Allison show.com. And yes, that's Allison with one L, but you know, cause you've been here since 2013. Did she say 2013? Yeah, she I've been doing this a long time. (laughs) That you guys are taking the time and the insight to go inward and connect to that truth, connect to this truth that honestly fuels me, drives me, and makes me so grateful to do this work that I do. And that truth is this. Only you can be you. And you're already. Yes, right now, right now, in this moment. As awesome as you need to be. I am um, real fired up in in filming these. Like, I, It's funny because we're going to cut into me in like my motivational speaker mode, but I feel fine about that. I'm so glad you guys are here. Eric, what are you going to take us out on? Oh my gosh. We're releasing so much freaking good music. Yeah, we just are. released another collection today called Happy Tech. Ooh. It's like minimal, but it has a- Happy Tech. Happy Tech. It's like, yeah. spark, there's a lot of spark and movement, it but it's minimal. It makes me think of um, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, yeah. that show I love, and they have that, that like- quintessential tech company they all yeah. work for spark yeah. point or something yeah i feel like we we wrote the soundtrack to e-commerce yeah like you did. i'm just gonna let you listen to this <laughs> and know that there's 10 10 of these and thousands more at pleasant pictures music club pleasantpictures.club uh there's a code in the show notes for 20 percent off and this is called kid script Thank mm-hmm. you.